0: I'm Clyde Lewis. You're about to listen to a sample of today's Ground Zero show. I'm Clyde Lewis, and this is Ground Zero. The numbers to call tonight, 503-225-0860. That's 503-225-0860. Coming to you live coast to coast on many radio stations across the country. I'd like to again thank the program directors who air this program on their own. Respective radio stations. Thanks to TalkStreamLive.com for linking to those stations online so you have an access to many of those radio stations across the country. And we'd like to thank Aftermath.fm for being our straight from the board sound extravaganza. So go to Aftermath.fm. We're on every night 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Monday through Friday. That's uh, Pacific, what is it now, Standard Time? Standard Time. I'm still jet lagged from, from the clocks and everything going backward and everything. So, um, or actually, yeah, going backward, (laughs) everything went backward. I'm still running on what, um, eight o'clock time. So anyway, I, I just, you know, and and the thing is, is I I understand why people, you know, can't stand this time of year because, uh, it's like, if you're older, it just, you just don't like the idea of things getting darker. You know, it, it's like it, it's an uncomfortable feeling and, and, and it gets colder and the aches and the pains. And and, and, and as I get older, I, I keep forgetting that a lot of the things I like, you know, the kind of music I listen to, the kind of shows I like to watch. Um, You know, I want to be relatable to my stepson as much as I can be. And he and I, we have, you know, moments where we watch TV together, like shows like, you know, Star Wars, anything Star Wars. or We watch, you know, comic book stuff or. You know, Avengers, uh, you know, Marvel, DC, we're both looking forward to the Batman thing. But the music I listen to, I, you know, I, I just, you know, he went to the KISS concert with us a while ago, and um, and he enjoys going to KISS concerts, and uh, we, he's, he went to a Devo concert when he was 10, so he's been exposed to a lot of, of our weird tastes in music, my wife and I, and, um, but, you know, when you think about it, you know, unless, I, I wouldn't consider Devo to be dinosaur rock, but... I know a lot of people consider KISS to be dinosaur rock or Pink Floyd or Led Zeppelin or, um, you know, Leonard Skinner. And the days of arena rock and roll are dying because, like, for example, KISS is on an End of the Road tour. And uh, they were going to do a a residency in Vegas, but they canceled it. And I I read a couple weeks ago, I guess, David Lee Roth is retiring, one of the best frontmen. Uh, Van Halen, David Lee Roth, retiring. Motley Crue are heading back to the arena rock scene. But I, I just can't contemplate them going with Vince Neil. I mean, he's ballooned up with soft middle age and alcohol. It makes him, you know, it's harder for him to convince anyone that he any, has any street cred. And he just recently fell off the stage while he was doing his show. Ozzy Osbourne is now an old graying prince of darkness. He's still cool. Marilyn Manson, he hasn't aged well. I mean, he went from icky stardust to just icky. And Rob Zombie went from doing great hard and monster rock songs to directing monster movies. We're going to be seeing him helming the reboot of The Munsters. We're very excited about that. I like The Munsters. And I I guess the only one still standing is Alice Cooper. He's touring right now with Ace Frehley. And uh, even though he's a born-again Christian, I remember when we were kids, uh, we always thought that he got his name Alice Cooper from a Ouija board. It was a witch's name or something. Or he liked the name Alice Cooper because it sounded like a witch, like Lizzie Borden or something. So... I mean, I have to face the facts, and that is the days of bad boy, dark edged rock and roll are passing away. I mean, um, sure we have death metal bands, and and they're still out there, but you know they're they're a you know they're a, they're a acquired taste, I guess. But uh, you know, it just you know it reminds me of the fact that you know we had to hide our Dio records from our parents just because we we'd hide in our rooms and we listen to Holy Diver on our headphones or. You know, we had to defend our rights to listen to Styx albums, even though their name means the river to hell, Um, you know, pastors. And I remember my bishop growing up, they were playing records backwards to find satanic messages hidden in the lyrics when we laughed at them and said, hell, even evil messages are in the forward lyrics, not the backward lyrics. But things have changed. And the cartoon evil, the hype and the glory has become all too real. Um, and many young people are seeing it and are becoming cognizant of how some hip-hop artists now are using the devil and ritualism as part of their uh, of, of their stock and trade. I mean, I had this discussion with Liam. I'm, I'm, I'm referring, of course, to the Travis Scott situation that happened um, at Astroworld. And uh, I know who Travis Scott is because uh, Liam had introduced me. He he always introduces me to all the you know, hip-hop and, and rap artists that he listens to. And um, so he and I had a discussion about um, Travis Scott and we got into a little bit of an argument over it because you know he you know he had has to defend his turf and we were defending the turf together but um, I have always felt and I know a lot of parents feel this way that hip-hop and rap is difficult to pin down and you know I, I think we have the extreme here we have hip-hop and rap and we have country music those are the two extremes either and in the middle is my dinosaur rock in the middle is my Classic rock in the middle is all that stuff, which classic rock now. Cause I'm getting older and no one calls it rock and roll anymore. They just call it classic rock. So, um, it's just difficult to pin down, uh, anything about hip hop and rap. And since I have a stepson that listens to it, I'm getting an education about it. And, and uh, it's, in- it's interesting because I see a lot of facets to it. And I know that a lot of people, um, you know, have called it different things you know they they don't like it and especially people in our age group we just don't like it and ignorant is actually an overused descriptor of rap music and a commonly expressed extreme it it, it describes party rap misogynist rap violent rap rap that isn't concerned with lyricism rap from certain regions rap made by people without formal educations and many times it's a catch-all term used to describe the music that critics just don't understand they don't understand rap so they'll pan it. It's like when we were kids, you know, we grew up and they didn't understand kiss. So they said, kiss sucks. Believe me, you know, I've gotten many fights over that, but yeah, kiss sucks. Kiss is horrible. And it really pissed me off. Cause I was thinking, well, I listened to other bands like Pink Floyd. And I listened to, you know, Led Zeppelin. I listened to, you know, all those bands and, and kiss is kind of one of those things that, you know, it was a lot of fun when I was a kid. I, I actually skipped home or I skipped a, a bus ride to go to see kiss at, uh, salt palace when I was a kid. And my parents thought I got kidnapped, But anyway. But when you look at um, rap music right now, I mean, there's a certain constellation of rap that when fetishized by white people, it causes a lot of arched eyebrows across the board. And when a white person's interest in a hip hop artist seems driven almost entirely by how hood they think they are, it, it, it looks, it just is bizarre. I mean, this is this is them thinking, well, I'm hood, I'm real, I'm with it, I'm I'm relevant, but It suggests that many people, many white kids that listen to rap music have a less than real relationship with black people in general. Rap and hip hop for some white kids is the only way they can identify with their black peers, their black counterparts. It it becomes fetishist in a way. And I've always concluded that black fetishism is also a form of racism. And, And we're living in times where this is the core of you know, the white kids at the Black Lives Matter gatherings and the push by liberal white America for critical race theory. It's about, you know, feeling sorry for a race or giving more importance to one race or another race, you know, and that goes both ways. It's like, well, I'm white and I'm proud. Well, good for you. I'm, I'm white and I'm poor. I mean, I'm black and I'm poor. We're poor together. So we're basically the same class. We just have different, white, different color skin. And that's the thing is that I mean, white people aren't the only ones who fetishize. Basically, are fetishing authenticity, and when they do, it's much more likely to feel racist. It's like, it's like you can always tell the uncomfortable guy, the uncomfortable liberal, at a party because he goes up to some black dude that's there and says, well, "I voted for Barack Obama." <laughs> it's like, who cares? <laughs> it's like just just be yourself. But but see, that's the thing: is these fetishists, these liberal fetishists, that we these are the ones that are making all these rules about you know, defunding the cops and all that other stuff. They just want to be a part of it. They put up their Black Lives Matter sign as insurance so they won't get their their, their, their you know, building vandalized. I mean, that's me being cynical, but I think I'm right, okay? I could be wrong, but I think I'm very right about this because everybody has this fantastical idea of how black people live, and they get it from TV, or they get it from rap music, or they get it, it's a caricature, okay? It's more of a caricature than the truth as to how black people really live. I mean, they're just like you and me, Uh, Except they get harassed and hassled more than you and me if we're white. That's just the way it is. It happens and it's bad. And I think that's one of the things we want to make aware. But we don't need a Marxist agenda in order to be kind and thoughtful about black Americans or or Latinos or anybody else for that matter. I mean, and, and that's the irony about killing the old rock and roll. Because the old rock and roll taught rebellion and taught it taught us to be united with one another. I mean, it was the peace stuff. It was the, you know, the 60s and the 70s and the peace movement, and the free love movement and everything. And then, you know, we got grunge, uh, which is actually anger and the cynicism. And all of it came together. And, and we never talked about, even when we were dis in disco. I mean, I remember I, I bought a Village People album and I listened to, you know, uh, Anita Ward and the Bee Gees and, and uh, you know you know listen to the soul music you know Funkadelic and you know Rick James and you know you you just you know you have a wide variety of a taste in music but people have this fantastical idea of what they think black America's like or what they think the Latino America's like and the caricature is brought to us through hip-hop the caricature is brought to us by those who stand there and shake their fist and say black lives matter or shake their fist and say you know critical race theory or white privilege or any of these things and so the old rock and roll didn't get into that stuff. And maybe it should have. I don't know. A lot of people argue well, maybe it should have. But no, we're replacing it now with what we call woke stuff or violent and dark rap that creates fetishism. And even I mean, if you want to go all the way to the extreme, an era of Satanism. And and that's 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 why this whole Travis Scott thing has got everybody worked up. The Travis Scott Astro uh, the 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 whole concert they had. Um we're going to talk more about that coming up uh, right here on Ground Zero because there's a lot of things that went on at this concert gathering in Houston that, uh, well, the devil's in the details. Let's just put it that way. 503-225-0860. That's 503-225-0860. I'm Clegg Lewis. You're listening to Ground Zero, and we'll be back. I'm Clyde Lewis, and you've just listened to a segment of Ground Zero. In order to access the complete archive shows and podcasts, you must sign up on our secured server at aftermath.media. It's only 4.99 a month for the archive shows and podcasts. Or if you want access to the Ground Zero online library, which includes videos, audio clips, ebooks, documents, a social media platform, plus the archive shows and podcasts, it's 9.99 a month. Again, that's aftermath.media. That's aftermath.media. Thanks for supporting Ground Zero.